Hey, before we get started with the episode, we just want to let you know that we are running a little survey. Just a few questions, totally anonymous, no email collecting. We just want to hear from you. Whether this is your first time listening or you've been subscribed to us from the beginning, we want to get your feedback. It'll mean a lot to us if you just click the link in the show notes. We'll take you to just a few questions. And that's it. On with the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of This is the Greatest Song I've Ever Heard in My Entire Life. I'm Scott Interante, and today joining me is singer-songwriter Claude. Claude, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you about all kinds of things about, about your taste in music and about this amazing song that you picked, which we will get to in a, in a bit. But I know that you just put out a new single earlier this month. You have a new album coming out. You're going out on tour. Do you want to just start by telling us a little bit about all that? And then uh, we can keep going from there. Yeah, um, a lot of stuff <laughs> happening <laughs> all at once. <laughs> um, yeah, I put out a new song this month called every fucking time i don't know if i'm allowed to swear on podcast absolutely okay yes (laughs) awesome well it's fucking called every fucking time and it's the best fucking song ever amazing (laughs) and yeah i directed a music video for it it was my first time directing and the video stars like one of my favorite comedians grace kohlenschmidt my new album is called supermodels it comes out in july i'm like I'm so stoked. <laughs> nice. And yeah, I'm doing a whole Supermodels tour in the fall. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. It's a lot. And playing a little bit with Boy Genius before that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm opening two shows for Boy Genius in June. Oof. I'm so excited. I'm so nervous. So much stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's exciting. Well, first, let's start by taking a quick listen to a little bit of Every Fucking Time. Well, let's travel back to the beginning. You know, is there a particular moment that you remember, whether it was a song or an artist or uh, an experience that you had that made you first fall in love with music? Gosh. I mean, there were like a few moments in my life where I've thought that. One of them when I was like 11 and I was in love with Justin Bieber. As we all were. Yeah. Are. Yeah. (laughs) It was interesting because his voice in 2011, which is when I was... 11 sounded a lot like my voice sounded in 2011 Mm -hmm. so i was like oh my gosh this is me on another plane like i i like loved seeing another kid just like Mm -hmm. expressing themselves so boldly and i was like well that's what i want to do you know and then you know when i was in college i got really into big thief and i got really into phoebe bergers and i had a radio show and i was going to all these shows in upstate new york where i could be like essentially breathing on the artist that was playing because they were so small (laughs) and like the shows were so tiny and we were in upstate New York. So the markets weren't huge. And then I was like, oh my God, this feels really like something I could do too. I'm like, I'm in love with it and it's very accessible. And at at that point in college, you were already writing songs though, right? Yeah. I had been like, I started a band called Toast with a friend of mine and Mm -hmm. I had been playing a lot of shows and we released a couple songs And I also was like putting songs out under my own name on SoundCloud. 
when you were first writing those songs, were there sp- like specific influences that you were trying to go after? Or do you think it was just like you were inspired, like you were saying, by people expressing themselves and then that was encouraging you to express yourself? Yeah, I mean, I remember like all through high school and stuff, I was writing kind of like almost like folk leaning like pop songs. Like it, it was kind of like strange blend of like, Taylor Swift and folk music. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the music I was making. And then when I got to college, I got really into like indie rock. I wanted to make indie rock music so bad, but I literally didn't know how. I was like, gosh, it's not in my blood. Like, (laughs) what am I doing? (laughs) And then I just started making like weird pop music and playing like with indie rock bands. And then eventually it just kind of all blended. But you know, I don't even know what genre is anyway, so. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing is it's really, like, it's complicated now, I guess, right? Everyone's kind of doing a little of everything. Do you find that, like, you listen to music that way, too? Like, do you sort of just jump around all over the place in terms of what you listen yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. Me being on Aux is, like, my friend's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> like, they hate it when I'm yeah. on Aux because it's like, okay, we're going to cry, and then we're literally going to be, like this bumping within a yeah. span of four minutes so everyone be ready <laughs> yeah that's awesome and nowadays i mean do you feel like obviously you're so much more established at this point as an artist yourself and people you know are playing you on the aux like do you feel like you have a different relationship now when you listen to music because you're maybe more in it or you know a lot of these people that you listen to yeah. or or you know do you, are you able to kind of still be a fan i really do consider myself like a fan of music first before like anything else it it's kind of too difficult for me to like comprehend other people listening to my music (laughs) so i'm just like well i'm a fan of music and i also put it out and i think people like it (laughs) yeah i mean but is there a way that like putting things out and and getting a response has that changed either you know the way you listen to stuff or or the way you write music or I think if anything, it just makes me a little like more nervous, but it's not going to change anything I'm already doing before like announcing my new album. I'm like shaking, you know, because it's stressful and I feel like I'm building like a like my discography's building and I want the way that people look back on my music 10 years from now to be like, oh, yeah. And I remember this era and like this one was really important to me because, you know, it's just like I feel like I'm looking at it like more long term now instead of, you know, me being like a teenager and releasing songs and and seeing if people like it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I think, like, the best advice I ever got was that, like, the moment you start caring about how other people perceive your music is, like, the moment you, like, cease to be an artist. So I don't know how... I'm sure other people have conflicting opinions to that, but I try and stay true to that as much as I can. Yeah, I mean, you've gotten to know... Uh, like like we said, you're going on tour with Boy Genius. You've played in the past with Jack Antonoff, including on Saturday Night Live. You've become peers with a lot of these artists who I imagine you listened to and looked up to and were inspired by in some way. Have you been getting a lot of advice from them? Is it or is, I mean, is it just weird to have a relationship with these people where you are now peers? Yeah, it's so it's super weird. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. But also it's not weird because it's it's almost like I have like two different types of relationships with these people who I admire so much. And in a lot of ways it feels like a mentor type relationship, but it yeah. also feels like a friendship. And, and then there is also the layer of like me just being a big fan, mm-hmm. you know, it's weird. And sometimes I'm like, what? Like, how did I meet these people? <laughs> 
<laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. Well, you know, obviously we're here, we're talking about songs that you love, great songs. When you hear a song that is able to knock you off your feet, sweep you away, do you find that there's some sort of connecting thing? Are, are you listening for lyrics? Are you listening for music or production or anything like that? Is there some sort of common trait that you find to be great? I always wonder that too. It's a really good question. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I will let you know when I figure it out, but it it kind of I think maybe I'm drawn to melodies first. Mm-hmm. I'm drawn to like the melodies and like the overall concept of the song. And then I'll like really dive into the lyrics. But sometimes I try not to dig too deeply into like what the artist is saying because I just project so much of myself into the song yeah. that I'm like, do I do I want to know the full truth or can this just be like my interpretation? Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm into the songwriting of it all. I think maybe like I listen to the songwriting before I pay attention to the production, if that makes sense. Right. I mean, do you approach your own songs the same way? Like, is there a point where you're listening to something and you know it's done or you know, oh, this isn't done because it's not hitting me that same way yet, you know? Or do you sort of find that they just come fully formed? I mean, every song is really, truly different. I'd say, like, for a while, I would always start with production when I was writing and Mm -hmm. I would, like, really... Like, that would be my favorite element of making music was just, like, usually working with another producer and really just, like, get in something that felt really good to both of us. And and now I write first on guitar or piano, and then I start producing it. Yeah. That's what I do most of the time, but I, I'd still say, like, a lot of my writing happens with the production and the songwriting kind of, like, happening at the same time. But I'm trying now. Yeah. I'm trying harder to focus more on writing first and then recording. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Is there like, have you just found better results, or are you just like doing it that way? I don't know. It was just like a stylistic thing for me. I, oh, I know why. You know, depending on the producer, but like when you're working with somebody else and they are like a an Ableton dude and they have all the yeah. plugins and they've got all that stuff, I'm like, <laughs> wow, I could write with a million different instruments right now, and that like really stimulates my songwriting brain it like really gives me a lot of ideas but like sometimes when i'm just working on a song just me and and, like my guitar i get in a rut with it or i get to i get stuck there's nowhere else to like go or turn to like re-stimulate my ideas you know yeah so sometimes i do find it helpful to like have a bunch of instruments even if it's like different synth sounds like accessible while i'm writing to like keep the song feeling new and and keeping my ideas fresh yeah so of course, one of the songs that stops you in your tracks, makes you feel that way, is what? What is the song, Claude, that makes you scream, this is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life? <laughs> Call Your Girlfriend by Robin. Such a good pick. Thanks. So good. Um, yeah, I love this song. My producer, Catherine, and I are both... It's shocking that no one's done a Robin song on our podcast yet. Wow. I know. It's crazy. When was the first time you heard this? Do you remember when this came into your life? Yes. The first time I heard it was like 10 years ago. So I was like 13. Mm-hmm. And these two like sisters on YouTube, Lennon and Maisie, oh, they yeah. were like around yeah. my age. Too. Well, I guess Lennon was like 12 or whatever. They posted a cover of it on YouTube and it went like really viral. I 
I immediately was like, what is this song? And then I became like a big Robin fan <laughs> at 13. I was like, Come yeah. on, you know, just like, and my friends were like, what are you listening to? What's that pop music? You know? But yeah, that's how I first heard the song was through that viral YouTube video. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the amount of times I tried to make a video as good as that, like covering the song. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, mom, now yeah. record me in this room. <laughs> and she'd be like, oh my gosh. Because they, they were like <laughs> like banging on these like butter tubs. Yeah. I think it had was a big scene in that movie, Pitch Perfect. And and that yeah. was just a trend at the time was like the cup song and stuff like that. And like, I'd be like, like, okay, now we're going to try a mustard bottle. And my mom would be like, oh, no, no, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I love that so much. I mean, but now, you know, obviously this song has stuck with you. Are there things like specifically about the song that really like stand out to you that makes it so great? <sighs> yeah. I think it's the perspective of the song. Absolutely. I myself as a songwriter have written so many songs of like, oh, I love you, but you, you're, you're dating somebody and like, can't you just like break mm -hmm. it off? It's just, it's such a, <laughs> like, why didn't I think of that concept, you know? But it's totally. so brilliant. Like the perspective of the song is so, so bold, so badass, and also just so heartbreaking and so desperate. Yeah. It's like, just call your girlfriend, just like tell her that you found somebody you love, you know? And it, right. it's just, it's so sad to hear the perspective of like Robin being this like other woman and being mm -hmm. so, so in love and wanting so badly to be with this person who is partnered. Yeah. Oh, Don't you feel that it should be a country song? I always like <laughs> when I think about the concept of it, I'm like, I really want to hear this as like a great like country torch song. <laughs> you know, I think it could be there. I think you're saying that because I'm like under the belief that like country songwriting is some of the best songwriting ever. Mm -hmm. And so every time I hear just a really good song, I'm like, this could be a country song. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I think if, if you say this could be a country song, that's just coded for this is a really great, well-written song. This is song. a good song. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think it's something about like you were talking about earlier, like the concept of it, you know, great country songs all have this very like conceptual basis mm -hmm. of like, you can sum it up like this song, like you meet someone, you are in love with them, they have a partner and you think that they should leave them for you. That's such like a country song concept. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not more like uh, vague or artistic. It's like really um, this concrete emotional thing. Yeah, that extremely I think works specific. So well. Yeah, but it's also you know it's universal and and obviously the pop arrangement is great as well. And yeah, it could just work anywhere. I think it's such a good song, even on cups. <laughs> yeah, the production of the song is amazing too. Yeah, it's it's truly like what I define as crying in the club music because mm -hmm. I I like that you could dance to it. Like I'm glad that it wasn't recorded like a ballad. Right. I just I think that makes it sadder. Yeah, <laughs> it makes it more totally. devastating. Have you ever covered the song? Yeah. I think I have a cover of it on YouTube somewhere. Oh, I covered wow. it pretty like early in the pandemic. I can't remember if it's a good cover or not, but it's it's on the internet somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, when I found Call Your Girlfriend, that was my introduction well, to Body Talk. And yeah, I became a big fan of that record. 
and just like of Robin in general. I still have never been to a show of hers. I Yeah. Honestly, Robin is like one of those artists that if I knew was a real person, like I know Robin's a real person, but if I had proof <laughs> of her being a real person, I would right. not know how to handle totally. it. She kind of just like lives in an alternate universe for me, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I've never seen her either. And the issue is that she's so famous that like when she, the last time she was here in New York, she played at Madison Square Garden. And that's like, it's not the right vibe that I want to see Robin. Like I want to be on a dance floor, you know? Yeah. Like like, I don't want to be in a seat in an arena. I know. I, I, I like, um, like DJing her music and then... (laughs) Yeah. That's that's really fun for me. <laughs> well, Claude, thank you so much for coming and talking about this incredible song and so many other exciting things. Uh, if people want to find out more about you on the internet, where should they go? Well, they can go to my Instagram is claude.mp3 and everything else is just Claude. There's no E at the end of my name. Everyone thinks that, but it's not there it's cool without it yeah and and um again tell everyone about the new album and when to check it out yeah you can um check out my new album supermodels it comes out july 14th on satisfactory records very cool and make sure to find a tour date near you and go see claude yeah yeah thank you again so much and uh, hopefully we'll talk more soon yeah thank you i appreciate it Thank you for listening to another episode of This is the Greatest Song I've Ever Heard in My Entire Life. If you like what you heard, and I really hope that you do, please consider subscribing, leaving a rating and review so other people can find the show, and tell a friend about it. Most importantly, as we mentioned up top, we are doing a quick little survey. It's very brief. You can find the link in our show notes. Just click it. Whether this is your first episode or you've been listening since the beginning, we would love to hear your feedback to make the show better. It will just take 30 seconds, and after you you do that you can follow us on social media at great song pod that's gr number eight song pod on instagram on tiktok on twitter as always i want to give a special shout out to Catherine and izzy who helped me co-produce the show to skylar spence whose song kratos and love is our theme music and to you the listener look forward to talking to you next time